Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real, with Ray Zander, your guide, coach, and best gal pal. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Everyday Attraction. I'm your host, Ray, and we are going to have an exquisite hour together. And as you, if you've been following the show and the podcast, you know, for the last couple of weeks, We have been repeating our tribute to Jerry Hicks show, which I hope you all enjoyed with my pals, Janice and Mary Beth. And it has been quite a ride for us us who follow the Abraham Hicks teachings as we really get to pull the veil off of the illusion of death or croaking, as they say. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about experience I had this week um, watching Esther once again, um, do her thing, as they say, and uh, Jerry being so very present. So it's an exciting time to be alive on planet Earth. Say yes. Yes. (laughs) I guess it is. And to work with me on this wonderful, wonderful juxtaposition of physical and non-physical and delicious life experience is my co-host, Janice Campbell. Welcome, Janice. Hi. Hi. What a time, huh? I have to say, I really want to thank you again for the show. Uh, tribute to Jerry. Gosh, that was a really great show. I listened to it again, and I got a lot out of it. <laughs> it was just a lot of fun to be in the presence. And um, I was very surprised and delighted. You know, and those of you who are listening to the podcast for the first time or listening to the show on unity.fm for the first time, we are a show that is dedicated to unity teachings, non-physical, metaphysical teachings, but also we, we follow quite closely the teachings of Abraham, which is coming through this beautiful teacher, Esther Hicks at abraham-hicks.com. And um, what was so interesting is uh, we got an email that Esther was going to go ahead and have the Phoenix workshop this last Saturday. And, and quite frankly, I was surprised. I thought, oh, she's going to take a couple months off, you know, as her husband, partner, uh, co-creator of the Abraham experience, Jerry Hicks made his transition. So, um, but you know, she was ready to get back on and I got together with some friends and we, we got the webcast. If anyone has not done that, Janice and I have done it together. Breakfast with Abraham. It is so fun. They will, you know, they, isn't that great? It's just oh, in your own home, you know, you're in your slippers and you just, <laughs> you know, you pay a little fee and then um, the live workshop streams right into your computer or television or whatever you got hooked up. And so we gathered around and with great expectation, I was really nervous. I don't know why I was like, is Abraham going to have sound? Is Abraham going to sound different now that Jerry transitioned? And anyway, it was, it was a hoot and a holler. It was so fantastic, um, and what uh, for me personally, it really, absolutely 
lifted the veil for me on the illusion of the difference between physical and non-physical. It really, in a palpable way, watching her um, channel and open up to source energy and also bring Jerry's consciousness through throughout the day and things would be said that they've never said before. And they would laughingly say that's Jerry. And they talked about, you know, Jerry representing this bridge and helping us to really get over this death thing and to understand that we have made a division between physical and non-physical and that the non-physical is experiencing the physical as us through us. And that there is so many misperceptions and wrong information, but we're waking up to that. We're waking up to there is no death, there is no end. And and Jerry was having a great time, I think, experiencing what it was like to have this backseat experience, you know what I mean? Have this experience of moving through uh, this channel. I mean, I can't even imagine. There was a moment where you could see that Esther was quite um, emotional about the fact that he was coming through. And it was, I recommend if anyone's, you know, into watching channels and understanding how channels work, you could see in the video, um, Esther coming in and being very emotional about the fact that this was happening. And then Abraham moving back in and Esther coming. And there was quite a long pause where Abraham had said, we're settling, we need to settle, we need to settle what we need to take a moment to settle because, and I thought, whoa, isn't that a juxtaposition of us, you know, allowing source in and blocking it, allowing source in and blocking it, you know? And what, do, what do you mean? Because uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to listen to this. It was my daughter's birthday party. But um, what do you mean? I just went about blocking it, letting it in, blocking it. Well, it it was like, you could see that the emotion on Esther's face was negative, mm-hmm. you know, like upsetting. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, woohoo. Mm-hmm. So you could see that there was a diminishment slightly in her physique and in her facial expression as she realized this was happening, you know, that this was actually, it was an answering to her asking, huh? you know, and then there would be a moment of pause and, and then, the what we know is more of the Abraham voice would come through and say, we're settling, we're just settling, we're mm-hmm. just settling. And so there was this dialogue um, between her expanded self and her limited self who was thinking Jerry was gone, right? Mm-hmm. And her expanded self who was getting up to speed with the fact that he was as present as ever right there in the room, hmm. available to her emotionally. Yeah. And, you know, and, and that's a lot to handle, yeah. you know. That's a lot to God bless her. I know. <laughs> being willing to just do this in front of us all. And um, but it was it was quite fascinating and funny. I think I was laughing tears of joy throughout the whole workshop as it just reminded me that we can we can access those who have gone and made their transition. It's just whether or not we really desire it and the way that we desire it. And remember they've changed. Mm-hmm. They're now their expanded self. They're the best self that they've ever been. So I think you know, it's getting to know that understanding that side of them. So it was fascinating. And we'll talk more about that Phoenix workshop. We're going to play back some tracks and um, delve into it a little more. But it was just exquisite. And I, I really have felt different since that since that day. Um, I've, I've felt much more akin to being able to be in the vortex for longer periods of time. Um, because I realized that there is this beautiful game we're playing 
with the physical and that my source energy being, my inner being is as close as my breath. And this relationship is so exquisite if I allow it, mm, you know, mm-hmm. if I allow this exquisite relationship with infinite intelligence moving through me and no matter what's going on in my life, life, I can bring this energy into it and it changes everything. It's just a different perspective of understanding who and what we are, but what a perspective. Wow. You know, it was extraordinary. It reminds me of that, you know, when someone first started running the four-minute mile, whatever that is, then everybody could run the four-minute mile. It really does feel like this is all breaking down. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Breaking down because you can imagine. I mean, someday you'll be at a cocktail party and someone will say something like, you know what? Let me check in and see what infinite intelligence would have to say about that. (laughs) But, you know, we're doing it all the time anyway. We just don't label it as such. You know, it's it's like when we take a – when we breathe and instead of just talking without any awareness, it's like, you know, we say to ourselves, you know, it's – I think we're doing it, but we're not really acknowledging that we're doing it. And we're probably doing it just the tip of the iceberg of what's possible. Yes. And I think it is good to acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. I think it's really, really wonderful to acknowledge when we're fully flowing through the energy of who we are. I think athletes do it a lot when they're in the zone and when they're doing extraordinary things with their body. Um, that's, we call that, I would call that, you know, source flowing alignment. There aren't even sometimes enough vocabulary words to describe this. You know, I think when someone is dancing or singing and you've, you see them just take off, there it is. Um, when someone is giving an extraordinary talk and you just, you know, you just see that the room lights up and everyone's getting it. You know, I think we have lots of evidence when we're flowing full force. Yes. But also, I think it's very subtle. Like I just this last couple of weeks, I hear myself saying all the time, oh, my God, this is the best day of my life. This is the best. My kids look at me like I'm weird. Oh, my God, if this is your best day. But it's it's just this feeling of, wow, everything is so good. Oh, honey, I'm right there with you. I totally get that. But it's subtle. I I mean, it's it's so ordinary. It's not being a star athlete. I think it's it's and I, I think why I keep getting that feeling is just because I'm noticing that I have that feeling and I'm acknowledging it. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. And I've been using, you know, the excitement of the Christmas season as just an excuse to even get bigger with that. Ah, my life is so good. Yes. And just acknowledging in the moment, you know, there was a lot of the discussion on Saturday was it's just in this moment and we teach this in unity and we teach it in metaphysics. All you have is this moment. The past does not matter. What happened yesterday, gone, done. You have this moment and you have the ability to look forward. Yeah. This moment and the ability to look forward. They've been using that analogy a lot about, you know, you'd never go to the car dealership and say, Hey, you know, I'm really into what's happening right now. So just put the windshield on the floorboard. No, I heard that. I don't understand that. I didn't understand that. So there's this idea of being present with what's now. Right. You know, being at peace with what is now, but not staring at it. Because then you're going to crash into something, right? Because you need to have the vision of... Oh, looking forward. Like if if, if the window was on the floor of the car, we would be looking at... You're looking at now. Right. Oh, but we need to look ahead. And and then the rest of it kind of takes care of itself. Right. And they were saying, you don't even look out your window and look down at the ground. I mean, now is moving past, gone, 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 gone. So it's, it's being at peace with the now, but also understanding the momentum and the trajectory, trajectory of our consciousness is always moving forward, always moving forward, always moving forward. And they keep talking about keeping up with ourselves. 
you know, keeping up with ourselves. And and that's the topic I want to talk about, you know, today specifically when we have the holidays and there's a lot of opportunity to engage family. And oftentimes, not always, oftentimes family cannot be necessarily caught up with who we've become, but project who we've been. And oftentimes that can be a source of resistance for us. So I, I think it's this idea that you're always expanding. They're always expanding. And anytime someone says, oh, you know what you used to do? <laughs> or, you know, you know, anytime they say, but you do this, you're this way. Right. I mean, I always cringe at that. It's like, oh. But you know, it's funny when I, I just heard when I was listening to you say that what I flashed on when I think of sometimes those family situations that are uncomfortable, it's because I'm not being who I know myself to be. I shrink in those environments and it's painful. So it's not necessarily that they're not seeing who I am. I'm not showing them right. my true self because I get triggered and pull back my energy. Well, it's tricky because anything can kind of set you off on the trigger. I mean, being in an, a house that you grew up in or being with people that you were kids with um, or, you know, it, anything can kind of trigger you, but you have to be really aware of, you're right, I'm doing this. I'm saying you don't know who I am and therefore resistance, resistance, right, resistance. Right, but I'm saying it, not being right. it. I'm not being it, yeah. right? Yeah, that's key, right? right so in yeah. the midst of it to say, drop that, I'm going to be who I really am and love you from a place of unconditional love. Um, Esther said something so funny. She was saying in one of the workshops, she said, um, you know, I love it when the conditions are right for unconditional love. <laughs> You know, that's just not how it works, right? right? Well, I always think of it like the prosperity. When there's a boatload of money, it's so easy to be prosperous. Oh, I'm prosperous. But what right. is your consciousness like when you don't have that evidence? That's when, when the muscle not. gets built. That's when it gets interesting. Yeah. And that's when we really step into that, you know, the truth of who we are, the big T. Um, and practicing that before you get into circumstances where maybe there's been resistance in the past, maybe you have a challenging relative, maybe there's somebody who always kind of has a way to noodle your, your self-esteem. Um, you know, it's, it's really, I think, wonderful to practice in the days and weeks before those experiences, remembering who you are, uh, spending as much time as you can uh, connecting with source within you and having the dialogue of and asking what is the perspective of source? And source will give it to you. Mm -hmm. You know, if you ask, it is given. And if you listen and allow, you'll be sometimes amazed at the perspective that source, the inner being you, uh, the God you has compared to how you were talking about a circumstance. And uh, ooh, sometimes that riff can be quite extraordinary, especially when we have, you know, certain ideas about somebody. You know, like one of the tracks I wanted to play a little bit today was came from a recent Asheville workshop. And, you know, basically the title of it is her critical brother thinks she's weird. <laughs> you know, and how many of it? Have oh, been I couldn't relate to that. I couldn't relate to that at all. <laughs> <laughs> this will be really a stretch for you. Janice, oh, yeah. If you can hold in. But um, <laughs> oh, that's funny. I mean, God knows. I mean, I say all the time in our Abraham group, please don't tell anybody else about this unless they ask. You know, yes. because, it, you know, unless you're up to speed with what's going on here with these teachers and you're ready for this work, it really can just. I think what happens is the out. whole thing, like when I think of about, because I've noticed my relationship with my brothers has changed over the years, but it's because I'm not saying I'm weird anymore. 
Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of that comes from us having the belief of uh, what I'm doing is so weird. They don't get it. They don't get me. They'll never understand it. Instead of shifting, you know, like picking a different thought or, or like it says, catching up with Abraham talks about catching up with the truth of who you are. Like, I know I'm not weird. I mean, not in a way that's that they think you are. Yes, right. not in a diminishing sort of way. Of course, everyone has different interests and there's value to whatever anyone is interested in. But a lot of that, I think, is is us doing the work before of shifting what we're saying about ourselves. And what you're saying about them. Because yeah. their stance, how they see you, has actually helped formulate who you've become. Right. And a lot of that, though, they see us what we give them to see. Yeah. And then we right. get surprised when they reflect it back. <laughs> yeah. And that's, you know, that's really what I, you know, I want to, to get into the nitty gritty is, you know, in the moment, as we're interacting with those who might not agree with us or might not understand us, you know, what is the stance? And one thing that Abraham keeps talking about is we really have to get good at releasing resistance because the only time resistance accelerates is if it's met with more resistance. So they say you're weird and you say, no, I'm not. (laughs) You're weird. (laughs) Yeah, right. You're weirder than I am. And then the other opportunity is they say, you're weird. And you say, I know, (laughs) you know, there's like nothing, there's nothing to resist. There's nothing to attack. Yeah. You know, and they'll say, I'm worried about you. And you say, I'm happy, (laughs) you know, because ultimately they want you to be happy. Yes. Right. And they're, the only reason they're concerned about your weirdness is they think that your weirdness might make you unhappy. And then if you're a, if you're unhappy, they would be unhappy. Right. <laughs> so if you show them happiness, suddenly there isn't a lot to push. But if, you, or if you're trying to defend your weirdness, yeah, you're unhappy. Right. Right. Which is the reason that they're concerned anyway. So it, it really is this kind of dance that we can feel how to respond to people in our lives that will release the resistance and allow at least a pleasant experience, if not an expanded experience to happen. So when we come back from the break, we're going to get a little bit more into, Hey baby, it's all in the family who you've become, who you were and what is ready for your delicious expansion. There is really a wonderful opportunity to be with family and be who you are, be with friends and be who you are and enjoy truly this connection with source, which will take you into places beyond verbal description. So stay tuned. You're listening to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real, right here on Unity Online Radio and AlignRadio.com. We'll be right back after the break. If you've been inspired by the programming on Unity Online Radio, we hope you'll give your support so others may be inspired too. This online radio network depends on the love offerings of listeners to continue operating and expand its outreach. Please visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you. Is there a difference between the spiritual teachings you know and how you live your life? Does your day-to-day experience reflect what you truly value? 
Join Janice Campbell, licensed Unity teacher, author, and coach for weekly inspiration on ways to identify and dissolve the limiting beliefs that prevent you from living the fullest expression of what you are. Talk with Janice live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central on Receive Your Life, where your purpose is your prosperity. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Return to Everyday Attraction and the Metaphysical Porch with your spiritual neighbor, Ray Zander. Have a sit, get something to sip, and let's get real. Spiritual. Welcome back to the break. From the break, you're listening to Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio and AlignRadio.com. And we're also available as a podcast on Stitcher and iTunes. So I wanted Janice to check in a little bit about um, the cruise. We hadn't talked about the cruise much. Oh, I know. I need to get up to speed with that because I love whenever I think of that idea, I get really excited and then I forget. And then forget. <laughs> well, the premise is in November, November 2012, so a year from last month, um, Unity is going to launch a Unity online radio cruise where all of you folks out there in Radioland will come along on a fabulous cruise boat to the Caribbean with us. And there'll be workshops and parties and food and, and, food and excuses food. to just, yes, excuses just to have fun and be with people who kind of don't think you're weird at all. <laughs> think that you're exquisite <laughs> it's good to hang out with those people so anyway it's november 2012 if you're interested and the, the prices actually are pretty cheap all things considered um go to unity.fm forward slash cruise and if you sign up please 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 tell them you're signing up because of us <laughs> tell them you're signing up because you want to have a workshop with Janice and Ray and shake their hands and we want to meet you we'd love to meet you wouldn't that be fun we'd love to give you all hugs and um and just say hello and isn't it fun to be Abrahamites Unityites whatever the ites we want to be <laughs> So again, unity.fm forward slash cruise. We'll be talking about it more and more in the next year. But um, let's just everyday attraction audience. Let's just show up for that. Yeah. Let's just let's be dominant in that energy. Hello, here we are um, and have a really great time and set the tone for an exquisite boat ride uh, around the Caribbean. I've actually never been to the Caribbean. so mm. I, think that I have. It's going to be great. Very fun. <laughs> so our topic today is, you know, really talking about family, all in the family. And, uh, and I think whether you are estranged from your family and you're just doing a holiday with friends um, or you're in the midst of uh, people that you only see once a year or once every three years or five years, there is an opportunity to practice our alignment and also to start to remember that no matter what's going on in the moment, we have a choice that our perspective is liquid, it's not set in stone, and that our perspective can truly, when it's switched in the moment, choosing to see another something from another perspective, can open up our ability to enjoy people uh, right where they are, without needing them to change or even needing them to understand us. And, um, and it's so important 
to remember that it, it doesn't matter how anyone else sees you. And I think that's such a huge piece of the freedom nugget yes. that we get from spiritual practice. And also I think it's really important to understand that our family wants our love as much as we want our love from them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like we're talking like you and I are like, oh, we're the only ones who feel uncomfortable. Well, uh, obviously there's other family members <laughs> that we're talking about that are having similar experiences. It reminded me of years ago, I had this big blow up with my brother-in-law. He's totally the one person that could push my buttons. And we got this big fight and then he said to me, he's like, wow, I thought you really liked me. <laughs> oh my God, it broke my heart because mm. I mean, I, I shifted my, t totally shifted my relationship with him because I just, oh, you know what I mean? I really was l lashing my fears and insecurities out on him. It wasn't right. him. But when right. I really got that, it he he's affected by how I treat him. Yes. And then it shifted it. It's like, wow, this isn't just about me. I don't know. Right. It just was really eye-opening, and it, it changed the whole dynamic. Well, I think we can use these experiences. And again, you know, even if you're not going to be with family, just the holidays can bring up you know, um, situations where you might be hanging out with people that you might not usually hang out with. And, and I think it's so important to be available in the moment for great things to happen, for new perspectives to come through for like what you were saying just now, you know, kind of a breaking open of circumstances. And uh, let's talk a little bit, we're going to go to a track again, that was recently recorded at the Asheville 2011 workshop. And if you'd like a copy of this whole workshop, and let me tell you, this is a desert island workshop. What I mean is if I'm stranded <laughs> on a desert island, I want this workshop in my pocket on my iPod with unlimited batteries. Um, <laughs> Asheville 2011 in September, I believe, this particular track Again, her brother, her critical brother, thinks she's weird. Let's listen to a little bit of it, and then we'll come back and talk. Stay tuned. And do you have any advice for, I can feel an alignment when I'm alone, and then um, I'll talk to my brother, and he's, uh, he's, he has a different viewpoint about um, everything. Everything. Um, and so it can throw me out, and I'll, I focus on the positive aspects of him, and that helps a lot. And he, he offered to pay for my ticket to visit him in Denver in a month, um, and I was in the vortex when I got the call. So I was like, great, that sounds great. You know, and a, and a few hours later, I'm like, what am I thinking? Um, so I just want to get... I just want to be able to be myself and be in alignment around him and be okay with the fact that I study weird things, you know, and that I'd rather make my money in the future from alignment as opposed to action. Um, well, it doesn't have to be one or the other. In other words, from alignment, inspired action will be inspired. And there isn't anything more delicious than inspired action. We're, we're not teaching you anti-action. We're teaching you alignment first and then aligned action. And I get the action and I'm, I'm taking inspired steps and I feel it. And I just don't know how long it will take. Well, we're, we're going to come back to that. But first we want to talk about the other thing that you were asking about, about... Because you started out talking about the alignment that you often find effectively and fast when you're by yourself, but how sometimes when you're co-creating with others, it throws you off your game. And the reason for that is simple, because what alignment really is about is about 
the vibrational difference between you and the source within you. That's what alignment is. So when you are by yourself, it's just me, myself, and I, so to speak. It's just it's just you and your inner being. And there there is less distraction. There 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 are less buttons being pushed because when 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 you finally put it into the perspective, as you clearly have done, and as we've been talking about all day here today, that there is the perspective that my source holds about this subject that I'm currently thinking about and active within me, and then there's my perspective, and when it's just me, then it's easier for me to feel for the opinion, the impression, the understanding, the knowing, the vibrational position of the source within me, and I can feel my way into alignment and regain my immediate power here in this moment. But if there is another physical human there who has been influential on about me who, who has a strong opinion about me who is not in vibrational alignment with the source within me then there's a sort of competition between my inner being and that person and for most people it's an interesting thing most people offer more of their vibration in response to what they're observing than any other thing so your brother you can observe more easily he's in your contact list in your smartphone in other words, he's there, he's more tangible, and therefore, for most people, more influential than your own inner being. So what you just said is, well, when I clear the decks and I get all of the other potential distraction out of my way, when I don't fly to Denver and I'm not there in the physical vicinity and I'm not observing and, and not feeling up close the opinion and the vibration of my brother, then it's easier for me to be in alignment with who I really am. And we say, then play it that way. Get into alignment, get into alignment, get into alignment, get into alignment, because your goal is to be alone by yourself enough that you can train yourself, better said, that you can allow your source to call you into the frequency of who you really are so that you've got your sea legs so that when you are then out there in the real world where other people are clamoring for your vibrational attention, you're standing on solid vibrational ground. We, if we were standing in your physical shoes, we would look forward to the trip and our determination would be that we're going to be in alignment with who we really are long before we get there so that this exposure and this experience will be an entirely different one than you've ever lived before. And uh, which means you have to begin practicing seeing your brother through the eyes of source. And nothing that you said just now was remotely like that. I know. Because source does not, source is in complete disagreement with your opinion about your brother because source source doesn't see your brother seeing you as weird wasn't that an interesting twist source does not see see your brother is seeing you as weird source sees your brother as on his path source sees your brother as finding his way source sees your brother as really caring about you source sees your brother as in the perfect place at the perfect time to provide the perfect experience for you to take to to launch the perfect rocket to make the perfect bounce in other words there's no one more influential in your experience for you than this person this person this person has helped you put more into your vortex than all other people put together and so, and so hugely responsible for who you and your inner being have become, but also potentially dangerous to keep you from then being all that you and your brother have helped you to become. Mm. 
Hmm, something to think about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I let's work from like the last part forward. So this idea that, you know, being alone, it, it's easier to be in alignment. Right. I, I, I agree. <laughs> yes. Just, but, but it was nice to hear an explanation as to why that is. Right. You know, this idea that when we co-create with others, we get more distracted by they're clamoring for our vibrational attention, quote unquote, clamoring for our vibrational attention versus our inner beings clamoring for our vibrational attention. Isn't that interesting? Right. But it's also kind of like she was, she was, um, when she looks at her brother, her fear is that her brother will judge her. Like yes. that's the lens she's looking through. She's not looking through the source. Like they say, source does not see her brother as seeing her as weird. Source does not see her brother as someone who's judging her, but she's living inside of the consciousness that he's going to judge her. And then if, right. if he judges her, she will feel worse about herself and it will be painful. Right. So who wants to put yourself in that situation? But it's yeah, kind of, it's, it's on a, the whole thing is built on a false premise. Like the energy that she's building for this interaction is based on a false premise. False premise, but a premise that's been playing itself out for years. Yeah. You know, it's, and a lot of us can um, can relate to that. But this idea of can you get a sense of what your perspective is from source? And can you get a perspective what you're just me? I'm putting it in quotes, my just me perspective, which is one that reacts to opinions, one that is reacting to the past. I mean, we have this dichotomy and we have to just bless it and know that that is part of the, the human experience. Right. No, I but, think what you're saying is really important about you. We have to bless it. Because it, it's, it's there. And if we resist it, like I said earlier, if we push against it and resist it, it's just going to create more resistance instead of, oh, that's interesting. That's where I go. You know? Exactly. And it's not the truth of who I am. But, but I go, it's a habit. So I've gone there in the past, but now I can start to see a crack in that. Like maybe that's yes. not true. Maybe it, if it feels lousy, it can't possibly be the way that source is seeing this situation. Exactly, exactly. So there's an excitement in just understanding that dichotomy and blessing it and saying, now I'm going to choose, I'm going to choose a perspective and it's going to be from my source. And I can tell if it is because I'll feel better. Right. Feel relief. I'll be in a better place. So I can tell if I'm getting close. Yes, exactly, exactly. So there's an opportunity there to say, I am now going to, in this moment, release that competition of my inner being versus that person who's being influential, yeah. right? I'm going to now release that. And I'm going to say, I am going to take the perspective of my inner being. And I'm really good at this because I've practiced this before this moment. Right. I'm practicing, 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 um, and I'm now going, and I've practiced when my brother's not been in my face, so to speak. Right. <laughs> you know. In the I've privacy of my own home. <laughs> exactly. Prior to, you know, getting around the cheese ball, um, I'm going to practice seeing my brother through the eyes of Source. What does Source think about my brother? Yes. Well, doesn't think that he thinks I'm weird and mm -hmm. thinks that my brother is exactly on his path in this situation. He's on his path. You know, everything is, is well. And 
this person has really been influential in me becoming who I have become because of the contrast that they elicit in their opinion of me. Yes. I love that. I remember the first time I heard it when it was talking about how your family is the greatest contributor to your vortex. (laughs) Isn't that fabulous? It shifts the whole thing. It's like, wow, if I didn't have that, that conflict, you know, it's like, what a blessing. It turns it around instantly. Because you start to look of, you know, when we actually understand how it works, that our desires are fueled from our contrast. It's like, wow, I've had really great stuff to work with. I'm grateful. Yes. Yes, (laughs) I'm appreciative. I'm appreciative. And it's so much more fun to look at people through the eyes of source, Mm -hmm. a perspective you've practiced. Um, Because it does take practice to get that perspective. But believe me, all of us are capable of it. Yeah, and what I like to do is practice too, like just driving down the street, just seeing people and holding them in that. You know, it's almost like an ongoing practice. It's great to do it with strangers. Yeah, like I always say, (laughs) oh, I love you so much. I love that. I love you. I love that smile. I love how generous you are. I love you. Love that. I love seeing you so happy. That's a gr- I like that tip, Janice. That's really good to practice that with the strangers <laughs> at the mall. Yes, I think it kind of jump starts our love machine. You know what I mean? It just kind of yeah. gets used to that because it feels good. I mean, almost I, I can I I do start falling in, falling in love with these people I don't know. It, right. And I've always seen this happen with clients. As soon as someone becomes my client, I fall in love with them. Because mm. it's just like you, they're, they're being authentic, they're being honest, they're sharing from that true place with them, and you can't help but fall in love with them. Yes. And know that this is your real life. This is how that which is the larger part of you, you know, um, Esther was talking about, uh, actually, she, someone had asked a question about, do we only use 10% of our brain? And they were laughing at that because Abraham was saying, yeah, sure, when you're just being, you know, your small self, but hook Esther up to one of these machines when she's flowing Abraham and they'll see that the whole brain is being used. Yes. You know, it'll blow away any statistics they've had about brain capacity. So it is this kind of small self, larger self practicing. And once you get the momentum about it, you don't want to go back to the small cutoff little girl who's saying, please love me. Well, and cause it's right there. It's, it's yeah. a thin veil. It's so right there. I like oh. to think of it too when you're talking about the, um, the you know, the, like you say, the dichotomy or the two voices. It's really having that awareness to see that we're releasing the lesser for the greater. Yes. Like we can, when we can start to grasp that instead of holding on and being defensive, which is the lesser, we, we have the understanding that there's actually something greater available to us if yes. we're willing to let go of the lesser. Exactly. But we can't uh, hold both. I mean, we can't expect to, you know, digging our heels in and getting defensive. We're not going to be able to experience the greater, but the greater is always there waiting for us to say yes to it. To get a perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And then let it flow. Hey, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, um, we're going to give you some real world tips on what to say in a kind of one-on-one situation when someone's being resistant with you to really disarm the resistance and allow for a breakthrough. Stay tuned. You're listening to Everyday Attraction with Janice and Ray. We'll be right back after the break.
Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? Experience the sacredness of sound with Ramdesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Listening to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. To learn more, become a fan of our Facebook page, search for Everyday Attraction, or email us at everydayattraction at unity.fm. Your comments and participation are sincerely welcomed. Welcome back from the break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio, the cruising channel, and also... (laughs) Throw that in one more time. Um, and also uh, AlignRadio.com, another network uh, that we are so excited to be with. And uh, shout out to all the peeps on Align Radio. And so thankful for Christina, who is the network director over there. Um, so, you know, I want to, and I'm going to kind of zoom to the end of this particular part of the segment because um, there's a queuing up of here's what you say when they say this. And here's what you say, because I think a lot of times uh, when we hear all this spiritual stuff about, you know, you know, you're, you're a larger being and talking with your inner being and, and then people go, yeah, but you don't know my brother, <laughs> you know, you don't know. He, he comes up with questions that yeah. are really hard, you know, uh, and I think, again, there isn't anyone that we can't be less resistant with and practice that when you don't push against something, there's nothing to, to be there. Once you don't push against it, you actually have it disappear, which is a fascinating thing to know about with Law of Attraction. So let's play a few more minutes of this particular segment where this woman is, um, you know, she's going home to see her brother who's very critical of her and thinks she's weird because she's got all this spiritual mumbo jumbo stuff going on. And, uh, and she's being coached by these wonderful teachers on how to access her true uh, infinite wisdom to allow the relationship to truly be what it is meant to be. So hold on, here we go back to the workshop. Here you are, this new person in this new moment, feeling this new way. Tell us about this ticket your brother has purchased. He bought me a ticket. And really? Mm-hmm. Where does he live? Denver. Are you going to go? Oh, definitely. Um... <laughs> You're looking forward to it? I am. And uh, what's the dominant emotion that you feel in anticipation of it? I'm excited. I think Denver is going to be a cool place. And what specifically in regards to your brother? What's the most dominant emotion within you relative to him? It's kind of a relaxation and acceptance that... He doesn't have to understand me, and I don't have to fully understand him. All right. Now, now there's more work for us to do. <laughs> because, because what your inner being is saying when the question is asked, what's the dominant emotion that you feel toward your brother? It's just love. 
It's just love. I'm not there yet. You're not there yet. <laughs> you're not there yet because you're still hung up on how he's seeing you. So, it, and, and, and that's the thing. That's the treacherous thing. Because you have no control over how someone sees you. And when you give them the power to see you, more than you give yourself the power to see them see you, then you're dependent upon their enlightenment, not yours. And the thing that's so confounding about that is he's so sure he's enlightened and you're not. <laughs> and so, one, what allowing truly is, you know you've really got it down, when you're able to allow someone who's not allowing you. So someone says, your brother says, you're weird. And you say, I know. <laughs> I think I always have been. And he says, I'm worried about the wrongness of your weirdness. And you say, I know you are. I think you always have been. <laughs> and then he says, I'm troubled. And you say, I'm not. <laughs> and he says, I'm worried. You say, I'm happy. He says, what kind of things does he say? What, what emotions? If he was, let's play a game where we only speak using emotion. So your brother says, what? I'm worried. And you say, I'm happy. And he says, I'm concerned. And you say, I'm exhilarated. And he says, I'm researching things. <laughs> and you say, me too. <laughs> and he says, he says, I'm right. Yes. And you say, you are. And he says, you're wrong. And you say, could be. And he says, I'm worried. And you say, I'm happy. And he says, I'm smart. And you say, I know. <laughs> Different, isn't it? If he says, I'm smart, and you say, I'm smarter, now you've got a battle. If he says, I'm smart, and you say, I know, no battle. If he says, I'm worried, and you say, don't worry, you got a little bit of a battle. If he says, I'm worried, and you say, I'm happy, less of a battle. Because your brother who loves you, for sure, at the basis of all of that worry, wants your happiness. So when you show up and are unhappy because of his behavior, then you don't help him to feel good in the knee-jerk knee responding to your behavior life that he's living. Isn't this interesting? So what's the best way for you to help him not worry? To be happy and show him. To don't give him anything to worry about. Mm -hmm. Don't live up to his expectations. Live up to your own. And over time, he'll be able to realize it. The more he worries, the, the more you stay away. And the less he worries, the more you come around. And, so, and you can demonstrate that even in the few days that you would be together. In other words, the happier he is, the more you're right there. The, the preachier he is, the, the, the more you are not.
Just demonstrate through the power of your alignment. So here's the thing that we really want to say to you. Your words don't matter, and his don't either, really, at all. But when you try to tell him how happy you are, when you're really more unhappy about his um, trying to control you from a distance or about his worry about you, then you demonstrate the opposite of what you want to demonstrate. But if you go there determined to be tuned in, tapped in, turned on, and you demonstrate that vibration, then he has to join you in it or he will stop asking you to come to Denver. <laughs> One of two things will happen. Because the only reason, the only attachment that he has to you is that he's managed to lower you to his vibration so that he can communicate with you. And when he discovers that that's not going to happen, he'll either join you or he'll drift into another, uh, another sort of relationship with you. So... That brings us to another question. So how do you feel about that? Do you, do, you, do you care more about your alignment with your source or do you care more about your relationship with your brother? Oh, my alignment. And do you think that it has to be one or the other? Do you, or do you think you can have alignment with source and a relationship with your brother? I think I can have both. That's a really big breakthrough because you, you haven't been knowing that until almost this very moment. You can, you can have both of those. It's not either or. So he's threatening nothing because nothing that he can do or say or be or believe can take you away from your relationship with source. You've, you've got that down. You've got that understanding in place. You've got that knowledge. You have that faith. You have that knowing. You know that, you see. And so as you just take time to practice it, it is our promise to you that it will be demonstrated to you through that relationship again and again and again and again and again. It's wonderful. Thank you so much. Oh, I just say, oh. <laughs> I think that the essence of that, though, is at the very end, is her releasing the belief that he can take away her connection to source. That's it. That's it right there. I think that is the bread and the butter and the everyday takeaway. And once you know, once she knows, or we all know and realize that nothing, nothing can take us away from source. I also like it when she said is don't give him anything to worry about. Live up to your expectations, not his. Because otherwise all her energy is worrying about what he's thinking. And the energy isn't available for her connection. Right. And I think there we have gotten this thing like I can't have both. I can't have my perspective of source and be flowing who I really am and go to dinner with this person. Mm -hmm. They're going to take it away from me. Right. And that is not true because you're the only person that gives it away. They do nothing. Yeah. But, but that's why they keep emphasizing to practice this when you're alone because we're vulnerable. You know, it's not that easy when the circumstances are coming at you. It's much easier to practice it you know, keep doing our work every day so that we're in those situations. We don't forget because we know it on such a deep level. It's not up for grabs. Our connection with source is not up for grabs. Ever, ever. And I think the false premise, too, is that we think, okay, we're going to do some translating. Lowering your vibration means I'm going to join them in their emotional stance of worry in order to communicate to them about how right I am and and that they don't need to worry. And that never, ever, ever works. You cannot lower your vibration and get into that place of fear, doubt, worry, confusion, anger. As soon as you get into anger, you you have now gotten to the point where you think you're communicating, 
But now you're telling all the wrong story. Right. You're just reiterating what they've been saying all the time. And we could tell that we've drifted there if it feels uncomfortable. Right. So the minute you start to feel the anger or the frustration or the and words come to mind that you don't want to use, you know, take a breath, step back, say to yourself, you know, I've kind of lost my my way right now. I'm going to mm-hmm. I'm going to go, you know, hang out by the by, by the punch for a little bit. And I'm going to come back, you know. I mean, I really do think we have to give ourselves room um, to practice this in the moment and, and to know that words don't matter. It's when the emotions start moving in a conversation, that's what's being communicated. You know, so the, the base of his worry words are an emotional place. And the base of your happiness words are an emotional place. So you can't just give this words. Oh, I'm happy. Right. <laughs> because it, it's sucker punch. No, you're not. I can, you know, they can feel it that yes. you're not, you're, that you're trying to put a happy face on it. I always like know? it too when they used to say, this is a long time ago, some of the recordings, it was like if someone calls you up and says, I'm never going to call you again, you don't care. Like you never knew that person. There's nothing like, in whatever. But, but I think part of the reason why we struggle so why this could be so painful around the holidays is because we do love our family. We right. want that connection. We we want to feel connected. We right. want to so share someone calls you up. that you love and says, "I'm never going to call you again." Suddenly, it's a whole new deal. Yeah, yeah. But with yeah. our family, it's it's different. And the only the reason why a lot of times it is so painful is because we love so much. Yes, yes. But didn't you love that that actual um, game they played? The practicing of you know, I'm right. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm thinking that's a really fine line because that could so quickly get into the tit for tat, you know, <laughs> like a few right. of those I really liked, you know, like you're smart, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. I love that whole thing about once you don't push against something, it disappears. And and this is a fun thing to do in situations where there could be a lot of conflict. It's just practicing, not pushing away and notice what happens to the energy. Yeah. It's just, just for fun. Yeah, wow, you're wrong. Awesome. You know, I love that when you're wrong. Could be. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you're going to determine this in this moment. Right. I mean, yeah, it could be. Uh, not like I'm now suddenly giving away my my uh, my connection to Source forever and ever. Yeah, it could be wrong. But to be you know, able to do that, you really kind of have to be able. I think to, that's why the practice is critical: is to take the high road because otherwise we're in the soup so quickly. You really have yeah. to be able to have fun directing that en- energy, but you can't be part of it. But the high road is a high vibrational road. Right. Yeah. It means that no one can take you away. And that, again, from what we we're talking about before, it's not my inner being, my inner knowing, or this relationship. That's not what's on the line. You know, and I think that that's something where we put way too much emphasis on, you know, being right or being seen correctly or mm-hmm. being understood. Who the crap cares? Let it go. Right. It's like we're measuring for the wrong thing. We're not measuring for what really matters to us. Yes. We're measuring for something we really don't care about. So what tr- if we're right? Yay. Feels horrible. I mean, that's and not the point. <laughs> alignment, true alignment is allowing someone who is not allowing you. Man, I want to take that and just really walk with that as such an important part of a spiritual practice, of a real world spiritual practice. I can stand in my not allow and you're not allowing of me and still love you. Yes. It's Jesus, baby. It's Jesus all over that. You know what I'm saying? I love it. It always reminds me a lot of times when people will be sharing about having fights with their kids or something. And, oh, my God, she hates me. It's like, so what? You could still love her. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. you don't have to get in a bat. So what that she's going through that doesn't have to take away the love you feel for her. That lives right. within you. Absolutely. And it's not their enlightenment that you should care about. Yes. And ironically, though, is with alignment, everybody benefits. Everyone. It's a harmonious energy. It just kind of straightens out all the kinks. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Acceptance. Just love. Remembering that source, that's what source feels for us. Just love. Just acceptance. Just knowing. And that we can be, do, or have anything that we want to be we've actually come to the end of our it's all in the family hour thank you janice for plugging away at this wonderful stuff and uh, we'll see you next week on everyday attraction thank you all for joining us this hour and we hope that you've heard something that will just stay with you in the next weeks uh, ahead as we go through this wonderful ending of 2011 and opening up of 2012 We wish you great success at remembering who you really are and that we are all in this together, knowing that our family and our friends and our jobs and anything that we encounter is actually for us. And I like to quote my wonderful friend, Jerry, uh, everything is for me. Everything is working for me. Everything is working for me. Thank you all for joining us, and we'll end this week with a a Law of Attraction card reading. Boy, if you want to give yourself a wonderful gift, go get your own card deck at abraham-hicks.com. Have them in your car, in your purse, and have these alignment cards with you if you start to get on some rough road, and they will bring you right back into remembering who you are. So thank you, Charcel, for this wonderful reading, and we'll see you next time on Everyday Attraction. Remember, all is well unless you have other plans. Welcome to the Law of Attraction card reading. Today's card tells us, I am a vibrational being in a vibrational universe. You live in a pulsating, vibrating universe of advanced harmonics. Everything that exists in your air, in your dirt, in your water, in your bodies is vibration in motion and all of it is managed by the powerful law of attraction. There is nothing that exists outside of this vibrational nature and as you learn to accept your vibrational nature and begin to consciously utilize your emotional vibrational indicators you will gain conscious control of your personal creations and of the outcomes of your life experience you are a vibrational being in a vibrational universe This is Charcel reminding you that like attracts like and that today, yes, today (laughs) is sunny with possibilities. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Join Ray every Friday at noon Central Time on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is sponsored by Send Out Cards. 
go to www.sendoutcards.com slash attraction and mail a free card that you personalize to someone you appreciate. Don't wait. Act on your promptings to appreciate today at www.sendoutcards.com slash attraction. Everyday Attraction is recorded live every Thursday at noon Pacific Time on Aligned Radio, alignradio.com.